Welcome to the Five for Two podcast with me, your host Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence and money moves. I want to motivate, teach and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. And this episode was actually inspired by a lot of you guys, my listeners. I was talking about this topic on my Instagram last week. And so many people were like, make an episode. Like, we want this as an episode. I asked, like, I got so many questions that I asked, would you guys like this to just be a podcast episode to make it easier? And so many of you said yes. So you can never say that I don't deliver. So here goes. How do we find out our superpowers? And before I jump into the episode, if you have not listened to episode 40 of this podcast, which is called Career Identities, I'm sure it's episode 40. If I'm wrong, you guys can correct me, but look for the episode that's called Career Identity. That episode is so important to figuring out your superpower. I call your superpower your career identity because you build an identity within your career. And once you know what that identity is, you can sell it anywhere and you can use it to make you more money, like double your salary, triple your salary if that's what you want to do. You can use it to change industry. Once you understand your career identity and what that is, it will open so many doors for you. But a lot of you will call it your superpower or your strength, your top strength. And most people were saying to me, I have no idea what my top strength is. I ran a poll and not one person said they knew what their strength was. There were three questions. I was like, I know my strengths. I'm trying to figure them out or I have no clue. Everyone answered, I'm trying to figure them out or I have no clue, which was so like disheartening to me. And like, I was like, what? So many people out there don't know their strength. Barney Adele's here. (laughs) Someone called me that this week. That's why I'm saying that. (laughs) They called me Auntie Adele. It was someone that I'd been helping through career coaching and it was just hilarious. But yeah, no worry. Adele was to the rescue. Let's talk about how you figure out your superpower. Because once you know it, it's going to change the game for you. Not only is it going to make you stop worrying about the skills you don't have, Because I'm going to be real with you. There's about 500 skills I don't have. There's so many things I can't do. But guess what? The things I can do, I can do them really well. And the things I'm great at, oh, I'm unstoppable. And understanding how to use what you're great at and sell it to a company, that's how you get the jobs you want. That's how you change industry without having to take pay cuts. That's how you double your salary. That is how clients are adding 40K to their salary. My clients aren't getting new qualifications or more experience but they are understanding and feeling confident in their top strength or their superpower. So first and foremost, a question I ask all my clients that I work with, especially my clients that do long-term coaching with me and are in my Create Your Own Lane program, what do you like about yourself? And I ask this question because confidence is an inside job. It starts with you doing the inner work. If you can't tell me what you like about yourself, We are never going to get to the root of your superpower. We are never going to be able to identify your strength because you don't even like yourself enough. So what do you like about yourself? Three things. If you're listening right now, shout them out to yourself. Say them in your head. What three things do you like about you? 
And sometimes I break it down and I'll say to clients, what three things do you like about yourself personally? And what three things do you like about yourself in career? Because sometimes someone can name three things in career, but not personal or vice versa. And actually it should be a mixture of personal and career. It shouldn't be one more than the other. And whichever one you're able to name easiest is usually means the other one is what you need to work on. Because you personally should have things you like about you, whether that's that you're a kind person, you're helpful to your entire family, whether that's that you're really, really smart and you're a really good problem solver, whether that you're an amazing administrator, whatever it is, what do you like about you? Three things. They should be a mixture of personal and professional. Once you address that, you can really get started on understanding your strengths. Also, top tip, sometimes figuring out what you like about yourself will help you figure out your strength. I've had someone before I was working with and she said to me like, oh, personally, what I like about myself is that all my friends and family lean on me. They really value my advice. I don't know why, but if I tell them to do something, they really value it and they'll listen and they'll go and do it. And I said to her, so are you really good at problem solving? She goes, it's not necessarily problem solving. She was like, I just give them the advice that I think might be good and they really value it. I said, oh, so you're really good at influencing people. And she was like, oh, I never really thought of it like that. And I was like, well, yeah, you're influential because people value your opinion. And she was like, oh my gosh, now that you say that, even at work, like if I make a suggestion, people jump on it almost immediately, but I don't often make suggestions because I'm a bit shy. But when I do, everyone's involved. I was like, okay, so you're influential. That's your, one of your superpowers. That's one of your strengths. Even if it's not your superpower, it's absolutely a strength because you're using it through your personal life and you're using it in your job without even realizing it. And that was the start of our journey together. And that's just one client. One thing about me, I can have a five minute conversation with someone and figure out what they're good at. And then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. You're actually right. As a coach, that is absolutely one of my gifts. Being able to see in people what they're unable to see in themselves, absolutely one of my superpowers. Not my main superpower, but one of my top superpowers. I can see in you within five minutes of a conversation what you don't see in yourself. And that is what makes it easy for me to upgrade CVs, help people with their interviews and help people use their superpower so they can smash their careers. So one of the other questions I want you to ask yourself is what are you known for at work? What do people come to you for? What are people relying on you for? What do people need from you at work? What do they say to you? Like sometimes someone recently messaged me and she was saying to me, like, people say I'm really meticulous. Like they can't believe how meticulous I am. And I was like, cool. So pay attention to that. Do you agree that you're meticulous? What is it that you're doing that makes you more meticulous than other people? Why do people come to you for that thing? Like, what are people saying to you they love about you? What are they thanking you for at work? They're like, oh my God, you're so organized. Without you, the day wouldn't run smoothly. We'd never get anything done. What are you hearing over and over again at work? What do people rely on you for? And if you're sitting there and you're saying to me, nothing, no one ever like praises me or comes to me for anything. You've chosen that identity. You have absolutely chosen to be invisible and go under the radar. And if you're an introvert like me, that's really easily done. It's really easy to go under the radar because you don't want to be noticed. You don't want to be the center of attention. So sometimes it's really easy to be not noticed at all. But what I want you to know, if you are an introvert or if you're just simply going under the radar, is you don't have to be loud and in people's faces to be able to make an impact at work. Start off by letting your work speak for you and then talk about it. But first of all, let your work speak for you. 
What can you help someone do that will benefit your company? Even if you're motivating people, that is beneficial to your company. If everyone on the team, you know that you get those people that you work with, that they're miserable all the time. Everything's always a problem. Your boss asks you to do something which is in your job description, but they've got a problem with it. And you know, like you might be the person who always keeps them motivated and is like, nah, come on, we can bang this out. And you're the person who gets, helps everyone on the team get everything done. Oh, that's an amazing superpower. That right there, you can sell into any company because that's a sign of leadership. If you're able to motivate a team to be more productive, which in turn makes more money for the company, oh, you should be talking about that. You should be talking about that when you're negotiating money, when you're interviewing, in your CV, you should be talking about the fact that that is who you are. So who are you and have you gone under the radar? If people aren't coming to you and saying like, oh, can you help me with this? Or at the very least saying, oh my gosh, I love the way you do X, Y, Z. Or, oh my gosh, you're a lifesaver. You're a godsend. You are so helpful. I love the way you just go away and get on with your work. Your superpower lies there. You're just not paying attention. People aren't talking just to talk. People aren't relying on you just to rely on you. You might be like, oh no, but it's not a big deal. That's okay. You can feel like it's not a big deal, but it is. And you can feel like it's not a big deal, but still identify that it is a strength and that it's a strength that maybe not everyone has because if they did, they wouldn't rely on you to do it. And actually you can sell that thing. I say to people all the time, to be able to sell something, you don't have to automatically think it's a big deal. Eventually you'll start to realize it's a big deal. And if you get around someone like me and I'm your coach, oh, you will know for sure it's a big deal. You will realize why that skill that you have that you think is no big deal is actually a huge help to so many people. And so many people wish they had the thing you have, whether it's they wish they were so organized as you. They wish they were so open and able to communicate. Like as an introvert, I always used to look up to all my extroverted friends and be like, oh my God, they're such good communicators. They know how to get to the point without being mean necessarily. They're really direct and they say what needs to be said. But they do it in a way where people like them and they're just really strong communicators. And I really like looked at them and was like, wow. Eventually it was a skill that I learned and grew because I believe you can learn anything. Confidence is a skill. You can build it. So skills can be built. You don't have to be born with them. Eventually I became a really good communicator. But for a long time, this is something I actually said recently to my podcast manager. I hated my voice. I wouldn't speak when I was younger because I hated my voice. I felt like it was too deep. I sounded like a boy. And I didn't want anyone to ever hear my voice. So I didn't speak. I was really shy. Anyway, growing up, I got bullied in primary school. So that didn't help. But I just didn't speak. And no one had actually told me I had a bad voice. I just thought my voice was horrible. I still, and this is like, you know, secret, nobody knows. I don't listen to my podcast episodes after I've recorded them. I leave that all to my podcast manager. I do not re-listen to my episodes. I listen to them sometimes literally maybe immediately after I've recorded them just to make sure like I listen for the sound and all that stuff. But to be honest, I don't even do that. Like a lot of my episodes I've never heard again. The only reason I hear my episodes back is when I do audiograms, like I do little clips and snippets of them. Like, and again, my podcast manager does that. She gets the little snippets and the little highlights, sends them to me. I listen back to them and then I tell her which ones I like the most. But I don't listen back to my episodes, guys because I'm still not fully comfortable with my voice. I know my voice is powerful in the sense of like, I know I help people, I motivate people, I can inspire people, I can connect with people, but that doesn't mean I want to hear it back. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a secret for you guys who might not know and are thinking like, well, she has a podcast. She must love her voice. She must love like speaking and stuff like that. Nope. I still cringe when I listen to myself back. So I just don't. I don't re-listen to my episodes. I trust that they sound good. I let you guys tell me if they're good or not. And I just go from there. So once you've established 
Like, what do people rely on me for? I want you to also think about what makes you happy through the day at work. What do you enjoy doing, even if you don't enjoy your job? You know, sometimes you, you hate your job, you hate your company, you don't want to be there. But there's parts of what you do that you really enjoy. For me, I realized that I really enjoy getting results. Like I really, really enjoy getting results. But I also really enjoy getting results for other people. So when I was teaching, I loved that like a kid would start with me and they wouldn't be able to like read or write their name. And within a couple of months of being in my group or me teaching them or being in my class, they could now write their name and they could read. That result made me feel so good. When I moved over to human resources and recruitment, I loved when someone was really thankful that I helped get their references really quickly so now they can go out to work. Or I helped someone update their CV and book interviews at a company that they was really interested in. And I've given them some prep. And now because I've taught them how to prep, they were able to maybe land the job. I love that feeling. I love when my clients are like, oh, I'm looking for like two managers. I'm desperate. I've been looking for months and I can't find anyone. And then within four weeks, I'm able to find it for them. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. I love delivering results. It's literally one of my favorite things to do is getting a result. And I work with a lot of people and I'm friends with a lot of people who are like, yeah, I could care less. They're not big on results. They just want to do their job and go home. They don't care. Like, not they don't care, but it's not such a big deal for them. They don't get like a high. Like I get a real high. I feel real euphoric. Like I feel really happy when someone gets a result based on something I've helped them do. Like I love that. And really, if I think back to it, even like from my teaching days and education and all of that, I should have known that coaching was going to eventually be the field I went into because you get to help people get a result. Like what more could I want in life? But what makes you happy, guys? What in your day makes you happy? Could your superpower lie there? And again, like I said earlier on, not just in your personal, in your work life, sorry, but also your personal life. My brain is literally moving faster than my mouth today. But anyway, (laughs) oh, my mouth is moving faster than my brain. See, I just did it again. Guys, anyway, not just in your work and your professional life, but in your personal life, what are people coming to you for? Are you the trip organizer? Because I know I am. Oh my gosh, everyone will send me their passports and be like, Adele, can you just figure this out for me? Because I can't find the cheapest flight and this is really hard. And can you just do it? Oh, I also have, I'm the passport keeper. As in like, I have everyone's passports when we're on holiday. And I also have photos of everyone's passport in my phone. Like one of my friends called me the other day and was literally like, I know this is a long shot, but I'm at a bar and I don't, and they, they said, if I can show them a picture of my ID, I'll be able to get in, but they're not letting me in because I don't have ID. Any chance you've still got my passport in your phone? Imagine that's what my friends know me for. The organized, reliable one. One of my friends called me a wise old owl the other day. A wise old owl. Firstly, less of the old. Secondly, an owl. Like really, that's what you think I am, an owl. But what was funny about it is that is one of my strengths, to be able to coordinate and organize huge amounts of people to make sure we get a result. What's the result? We want to go on holiday. We want to have a good ass time. So I'm going to make sure everyone's where they need to be. The right flight is a book. And you know, because me having a good time is dependent on them turning up and being where I need them to be. (laughs) So have you paid attention to that? If you're thinking about a career change, what makes you think you'll be good at that change? What about you and your personality is making you think that you would be good at that job? And some of you might be listening and saying, listen, the only reason I want the job is because I want to make a lot more money. Cool. That might be the reason. The reason might just be that you're chasing the bag. Cool. You're trying to secure some good money. But to be able to secure that money, you are going to have to have something that is going to help you deliver that job. When you look at the job description, 
What makes you think you'll be able to do the job? Forget about even being good at it or being great at it. What makes you think you'll be able to do the job? What skills do you currently have? Look at all the different duties of a job and look at the skills that you're using to do it. Is there a theme? Are you seeing repetition of the same skill? You seem to be using the same skill over and over again to get a result. Your job, whatever you do, requires a result. If you're an accountant, they require you to like be able to be good with numbers and I don't know, to do people's tax returns, whatever it is, you know. If you're in recruitment, your job is to get people jobs, literally, simple as that. Get bums in seats and people in jobs and make your clients happy and make your candidates happy. If you're in human resources, it's again to get people into jobs and make sure they are compliant and you've done all the, you know what I mean? You've done all the checks, DBS checks, if that's what you need in your company, you've checked references, like that's the result. What skill are you using to be able to deliver that result? Because you're using something. Some people in human resources are just using their organization skills. Other people are really good communicators. And like, I remember people would really struggle to get references and then they'd be like, Adele, can you help? And I would literally call people up and I don't know what it is, but my communication is really good and I just know what to say and I can think of things right off the top of my head. I would somehow be able to get the reference. Literally, a reference that was taking people three weeks, I would be able to get it in maybe two days. I'm also really persistent and I will stalk someone's life. That might also be the thing because I will keep calling you. If you tell me you're going to do it and then you don't do it, I'll call you back. And I'll do it in a really nice way. Like, I'm not annoyed with you. I'm just like, oh, hi, I didn't see the reference. I was wondering, like, maybe there's something wrong with my computer, but I haven't seen it. And I know you said you were going to send it today. Listen, I'm a vibe <laughs> at work. But understanding what is the skill that you currently use to deliver the result that your company needs. Speak to people who know you and trust you and ask them what they think you're good at. This one right here is what got me into human resources and recruitment. I was telling a friend that I wanted to change industry. We actually worked together at the time. And she had done recruitment and she hated it, absolutely hated it. But said to me, I think you'd like it. And I laughed because I was like, oh, the job you hate, you think I'd like? She goes, I actually do. She goes, I think it's right up your street. She was like, you get to talk to people. You get to help people get results. She was like, you're so good with the parents and explaining even problematic things to them. You always make them feel comfortable. She was like, in recruitment, that's another thing. You have to make your clients feel comfortable, your candidates feel comfortable. She was like, I really think you'd be good in either recruitment or HR. Just look into it. And guess what? That one conversation sparked my interest. I went and did my research and I was like, oh, she might be right. I might really like this. And like 13, 14 years later, here we are. I got to have an amazing career in human resources and recruitment. I also got to couple it in a lot of those years with my old education background because I got to work for education companies. I got to recruit for education. I got to recruit for childcare. I got to combine my two things that I enjoyed together. The next question I want you to ask yourself is what comes easiest to you at work? And yes, I'm giving you a list of questions because I'm trying to help you find your superpower. What comes easiest to you? What is like, oh my gosh, you just do it, eyes closed, hands tied behind your back, like you just, it's just done. Like your boss says, can you do this? Or someone says, can you do it? And it's just done. Like it's just so easy to you. It's not even a big deal. You just take it for granted. Next time you're in work, look around you to see if the thing that's easy for you is easy for everyone else. Because I think sometimes instead of using comparison in a negative way, Sometimes you can use comparison to help yourself. You can be like, well, this comes really easy to me. Let me pay attention to everyone else. Does it come really easy to them? Or do they ask other people to help them? Or do they get frustrated and they're like, oh my gosh, I hate doing this. But you're just like, oh, it's really easy though. Like, why do they hate it? Pay attention. Look around you. Lift your head up. My introvert, I know you like to be by yourself. Lift your head up. Look around. Is it coming really easy to you, but seems to be much harder for everyone else? When people ask you how to do it and then you teach them, do they get it first time? Are they like, oh my gosh, I wish someone else had taught me that way. Because then maybe your superpower might even be teaching. Ah, didn't think of that, did you? 
what comes easiest to you at work and what comes easiest to you outside of work? What's just really easy for you that maybe isn't as easy for your friends? Could your superpower lie there? I played Crystal Maze a few years ago in London. If anyone, if you're as old as me, you know that show Crystal Maze, loved it. So much fun. I actually got to go and do it like the real deal, but not like the TV version, just like the actual big, huge Crystal Maze that they built in London. And the rooms that all my friends kept putting me in were like puzzle rooms or rooms that needed a lot of like figuring stuff out, like problem solving. Why? Because they see me as a problem solver. Pay attention. The thing that you think just comes really easy to you might be super hard for everyone else. Like I used to think everyone knows how to update their CV as far as the things I know how to do. Or I used to think, oh, everyone can change industry. Like they know how to do that. Then I realized, no, what comes easy to me doesn't come easy to everyone else. Building confidence and learning how to negotiate and ask for the money I want or ask for the opportunities I want doesn't come easy to everyone. But understanding that everything doesn't need to come easy to you. You just need to be good at one thing. And none of us are just good at one thing. We're usually good at a handful of things. But even if you're good at one thing, you sell that one thing because that's that one thing that can help someone else get a result. That's that one thing that can help your boss, can help your colleague. That's the one thing that is helping your company make money. That's your superpower. How are you benefiting someone else? That's your superpower. And when we think about it, what do you think you're good at? And a lot of the times we'll say things like, oh, I think I'm quite good at, listen, not I think, what do you know you're good at? Because the truth is a lot of times when we say think, it's so that we can be humble or we're scared to just brag and say, do you know what? I'm really good at this thing. But what's sad about that is, do you know how many things you're not good at? So when you are good at something, stop saying, oh, I think, just brag about it and say, no, I'm really good at this thing. Just be comfortable saying that you're really good at something. Because there's about 500 things you're not good at. So if there's 500 that you are good at, let's talk about it. Because the reason you're so focused on not having experience, not having qualifications, not being good enough is because you don't own the things that you are good at. So I want you to start owning them and bragging about your gifts. Do you think if I've got one gift that I know is my gift, like I'm a problem solver or I'm a good communicator and I know they're my only two gifts and there's about 10 other things I know I'm not good at. I'm going to keep talking about the things I am good at. Do you know why? They're going to make me feel confident. They're going to make me feel good about myself and they're going to make me show up in a much better way than talking about what I don't have. The same goes for you. If you keep focusing on what you don't have, you're going to miss what you do have. And this is where the superpower comes in. Being able to identify what you're good at, being able to identify your superpower, the reason it will change your career is because it will change your confidence. And once it changes your confidence, it will change how you communicate. And once it changes how you communicate, it will change how you connect yourself to a job because you will be able to understand what you are currently using that benefits your company, makes your company look good and makes your company money. This is my last question that I'm going to ask you before we wrap up the episode. When you need to get something done urgently, whether that's in your personal life or your professional life, like something lands on your desk and it needs to be done quick, 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 quick. (laughs) You're under pressure. You're stressed. Something lands on your lap outside of work, like friends, family, they need stuff done. They're annoying you. It's frustrating. It needs to be done really quickly. What skill helps you most? What do you do to get that urgent thing done? Your superpower is definitely somewhere in there. When we're under pressure, we lean on skills that help us the most. We lean on the skills that we're best at. We lean on the skills that are easiest to us. So when you're under pressure, when something urgent needs to be done, what skill do you use most? Guys, I hope this has been helpful. And I hope this has given you a bit of insight into why you need to figure out your superpower. Also, like I said before, Go back to episode 40, career identity, because that will really help you. Re-listen to this episode. Start answering these questions. 
this is where you start. Your superpower is what is going to give you much more confidence in your career. And you already know confidence changes your pockets because it gets you more money because you're willing to negotiate because you know what you're bringing to the table. It also opens more doors and it will help if you're trying to change industry. Because when you know your superpower, you can then talk about how you can transfer that into the new industry to help get the company the result they're looking for in the new industry. Basically, your career identity is the basis of everything you do. We have an identity that we project to the world. And you just need to figure out what that is that you're projecting to the world. And like I said earlier, if you believe you're not projecting anything, it's because you've chosen to. You've chosen to go under the radar. Anyway, as always, I will see you on the next episode. If you are currently struggling in any area of your career and that career change, you just can't get it off the ground. You have no idea how to figure out your superpower or how to communicate it once you have figured it out. Reach out. September. All new people joining Create Your Own Lane. The results, I already know, I feel it. This year has been so different. The people I've been working with have been getting amazing results, amazing career changes, amazing money changes. Who's next? (laughs) Reach out, book a free call with me. Let's chat. Let's see if working together is a good fit. I hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move. If you enjoyed it, screenshot and share it on your socials, tag me on Instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on levelling up their confidence and career. Thanks for listening and see you next time.